Well, hello, and thank you for coming to the A to Z podcast. This is take seven. We'll talk about that later. I'm Zach Jackson. He's Andre Knott. Yeah, We're Jackass. I've used, used all the good stuff to start this damn show. You better have it come recorded. Come on, come on, come on. We're at Actor Jackson, at Dre Knott on most of your favorite social media platforms. We're at Facebook.com slash A to Z podcast. Shouts, as always, to Blue Wire, to American Fireworks, our longtime friends in Hudson. They're always open at AmericanFireworks.com. Dre, let's play some congrats, congrats, right out of the right out of the gate. Let's just do it. Okay. Go, uh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. You want to go first? You want me to go first? No, um, congrats to American Fireworks, because I have to say here locally, uh, where I live, uh, the Rinky Dink on 18 is turning into a fireworks place. So I would say to American Fireworks as good friends and great friends to the A to Z podcast, I think it's time for us to um, to uh, duty up and get ready and, and and show these people on 18 the American Fireworks runs Medina. So um, <laughs> whenever you want to come through, I won't say no names, but I think it's time for us to uh, lay down the law and let them know that uh, when it comes to fireworks in Medina County, um, A to Z runs things, not this new company that bought Rinky Dink. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. You got a congrat? Oh, I always got a congrat. I want to be positive in this podcast, though. So I don't. I will say <laughs> <what>? <laughs> congrats to the Major League Baseball owners because I think something's happened this morning that's only going to make things more difficult for us to get baseball by March 30th. Um, the Atlanta Falcons, I don't know if you've seen the Atlanta Braves, uh, how much money. Uh, they made last year, they made a $104 million profit in 2021. Um, whoever leaked this today to get this out, um, I appreciate it. Um, but uh, I don't know if this is going to help things. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, we talked about that in the last show. It's just, you know, it's just, Dre, when I turn on the computer, when I yeah. turn on the TV and radio, right, when I turn on radio on the computer, I see all the minutiae and all the excitement for football, right? I see basketball, and I know it was just All-Star Weekend. But I see all this discussion. And at a time when people should be talking about baseball and getting excited about yeah. baseball. There's but how much baseball do you really talk about in, in February? Not much. I, I, I'm, I, I'm going more big picture here with the young yeah. kids who are glued to the YouTube shit and into all the free agent moves and quarterback moves and all of that stuff. Um, how much do I talk in February? None, but this is but. Uh, and how much do kids? Like, it is. I love you. Fast. I love you. I love you, and I love these conversations. I just I, I say congrats to everybody that's trying to make a big deal about baseball not being together yet, because most of you guys don't give a shit about baseball anyway until July. And that's for somebody that's inside baseball and knows that I've. I mean, what's the running joke on this podcast? Uh, I don't know. We have several. No, but what's your no, no, no. When it comes to baseball, and after you answer this, go right into your next congrat and get congrats, and we'll move on. Um, what is our saying for this and this program? What do we get more tweets about? Hey, can you guys talk more baseball since Zach only lets you guys do the, the baseball minute? Yeah, yeah. you. I, I and I know I know where you're coming from, and I know it's the um, it's the popular thing for the kids to do right now because it, it it's a damn shame what's going on with baseball, but. We can't write – I mean, as much – look, I, I'm not happy with baseball, but we can't write the death sentence because it's nowhere near death sentence because most of the people that are talking about it, whether it be you and I or whether it be people on, on the four-letter network or whatever, they don't talk baseball anyway. It's just a topic right now on February 25th because there's nothing else going on. That's fair. Um, congrats to the city of Cleveland for the All-Star game and um, the Great buzz job. created with it and all that stuff. Um, 
you know, I, I was only in the city for a short amount of time. You were involved. You weren't directly involved in the game, but you were involved in several other things. Um, you know, it seemed to be a success, right? Seemed to be. Um, Made Cleveland look good, man. Made Northeast Ohio look good. I thought it was um, – I, I thought it was – I was proud to say I was from this area. Yes, people are back. The wind chimes are here. I think it's just the wind. We got one of those uh, – You'll yeah. have to hear that on the podcast here and there. I thought Cleveland did a great job. I think that's a great congrats to go with. Northeast Ohio was taken care of very well. I'm glad that the weather didn't become the story. I thought people got over it. You know, and I got to say, I've gone to all-star games in New, in New Orleans, and the weather was 35 degrees. And 35 degrees, 30 in, in New Orleans is like 20 here. Um, so I, I, I clap my hands. I, there weren't many things that you could say negative. I'm sure people could complain about certain things. Uh, but Zach, honestly, for as old and as curmudgeoning as you want to be, or I want to be, and as much as I tried to avoid, uh, you know, being in, in big settings and, and dealing with traffic and things of that nature, one of the better things of living in the Northeast Ohio, truly, um, I will say this, there is, and we knew this going in, but seeing it, and I wasn't there at the game on Sunday, but to see the 75, you know, top players, and I know all 75 weren't there. Um, you know, Kobe not being alive stinks. Uh, Jordan showing up coming and obviously had a couple cocktails in him, and God bless him for that, coming from Daytona. Uh, I think those were just some really cool moments. And, uh, and, and it had a Northeast Ohio feel. The Cavs didn't lose in anything all weekend long. Um, and then the two boys that were born in Akron, Ohio, having that 330 water in them. I, I mean, Steph, keep booing Steph Curry in Cy Rocket Mortgage right. Fieldhouse. Oh, I, I mean, I thought, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was just at home watching on the couch, right? But like yeah. during the game with the ceremony, like there were many moments where, like, wow, this is really good TV. Like this yeah. is awesome, right? In many years, that's not the case with the NBA All Star Game, but this, yeah. this was this time around. Fair to say, yeah. Yeah, I, and that's what I appreciated about it. Like the half, like Earth, Wind, and Fire was like it. Just, it just fit. Um, it just great job by Cleveland. And once again, I can say this, just like the in the Major League Baseball All-Star game, and I think this says so much about our city and, and our state, and I know there's a lot of jokes that can be made because it's not perfect, because there isn't a perfect city or a perfect town. But I know the players and the people and the personnel throughout the NBA, they absolutely love being here. Um, you know, they love being around our, us as people for the most part because we treat them like human beings for the most part, to stay off Twitter. Um, you know, easy city to get around, especially, you know, when you're staying where all those guys stayed to get to the, the different arenas. Um, th- it's not as bad as it is, as people want to make it out to be. Is it LA? No. Is it Florida? No, but you know what? Thank God it's not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's my congrats. My congrats is to Hugh Jackson. His, his wonderful month continues, mm. um, <laughs> to take the job at Grambling. A job which has some gravity in football history and a, ton. You know, a lot that's going on with a job that has a chance to really make an impact um, of the many things you've done in the first month on the job besides embarrass yourself on national TV is you've taken the most prominent living alum, Doug Williams, and have him on the record saying he's already done with the program uh, yeah. because you've hired Art Browse. It's a hire that was announced when <laughs> in one of the ultimate news drops of all time at 1030 at night when, when the conflict over in Europe started. It was a day. Um, it's two days late, though. If you're going to do that, drop it tonight at 1030. Yeah, Hugh, Not, Hugh, <laughs> Hugh is just an, an all-time me guy. Uh, he's an all-time phony. He's all about himself. And where he goes, um, jokes 
and failure follow. So congrats um, to you. I hope you're, I hope you're wrong there because Grambling yeah. needs to work out. No, well, and I don't care about, I don't care about all other shit. I just want you to all deserve each kids. other. That's what I would say. Yeah, I don't. You know, I'm not a fan of Art Browse. Not a huge fan of Hugh Jackson. I hope it works. I just, you know, I just leave it at that because it's bigger um, than the fight that people have against Hugh Jackson. It's, it really is because that, that's one of those places where you, you can't have failure. It's unfortunate that Doug Williams and Doug Williams has had his own issues with grambling as well. Um, I think a lot of these situations, there's always more to the story than what it is. Obviously, bringing Art Browse. It, it, look, for whatever reason, Hugh Jackson has an infatuation with Art Browse, and they have each other together down in Louisiana at Grambling. I hope for the best for the kids and students of Grambling. University. Birds of a feather flock together. Um, let's see. Do I have another congratulations and congrats, or do we we want to keep going? Or oh, we... I got a congrats! Congrats okay. to um, a St. Vincent St. Mary alumni. I'll just do this all day. Malachi Branham, come to the front of the stage, sir. Eighty <laughs> points on forty shots in the last three games. Uh, it looks like you might be looking for another guard down in Columbus next year. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I, I had a friend. I had a friend text me last night. A couple friends text me. They're like, "We thought we'd get two, three years out of this kid. He keeps playing like this. He's gonna be done after this year." Yeah, so he's really good. Um, I w- saw him as a freshman at St. B, and um, you know what I've always appreciated is he was a little over his skis uh, early on, and plays you know, hard. He, he did the work, and all of a sudden, by the end of his freshman year, he was making plays that that helped them win another D two title, right? And then he became the man, and he grew, and he committed to Ohio State. I mean, it's the rare kid, rare case where a kid goes away for high school and comes back home for college. He's from Columbus. Uh, and I knew he was good. And I knew Ohio state was lucky to have him. And they tried to get him last year when the weird pandemic circumstances happened. They tried to get him to enroll early back. Yep. It, it didn't work out, but uh, he's been awesome. And um, my couple of dealings with the kid when he was around here, um, he was nothing but nice. And, and people say great things. <laughs> about him. And like I said, I, I knew he would play for Ohio state this year, but I, I don't know that anyone thought he would be doing this and they need him. Yeah. Um, and it's been fun to watch. And yeah, I mean, this is, I mean, Dre would like in this business, when your stock is this high, you got to think about go. going and 80 points and 40 shots in the last three games for a 19 year old kid. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's that, an Illinois team with grown men. That yeah. With grown ass men. In college hey, and let me say this. Years. Yeah, let me say this. You can make all the jokes about him going home or leaving home and everything else. You think his mom and dad don't think they did the right thing suddenly now? Yeah, well, he's he's pretty good. That's was he sure. developed? Was he developed correctly where they needed him to get developed? <laughs> I'm, you know, we. And I'm saying this from a side of I'm not all about kids from different cities and states, but when they make the right decision, I can't I can't fault them when it works for their kids. When their kid and and I, I know another kid that traveled to go there that's doing really really well right now yeah he's and not just really well on the basketball court doing really well as as a student athlete no when you're a kid going into this kind of stage you know you have to be ready there's things along the way that got you ready right for sure because it's not just being ready to have one big game it's handling everything that comes with it the outside spotlight teams guarding you Right, um, teams understanding how to how to deal with teams defending you different ways. That's what, like you said, like last night when you see it against Illinois, and even in the Iowa game, you know, I can go back to the last two three games. He's getting defended by every guy they got. They're throwing everything at him. It's not like they're just putting, 
you know, a six foot guy on him. They're like, okay, we'll put the six, six guy. We'll put the, you know, it's, it's been fun to watch. I, and in some hands I would say, you know, five years ago, 10 years ago, I would say, man, you know, think about what he's going to be two, three years from now. Now I'm at the point where, as you said, if you get hot at the right time, it's just like a tournament team, right? Get hot at the right time. You go. It's just how it works. Right. And and like I said, I, I know nothing about how the NBA views him. No. Or what he'll think his situation is, but when you're doing this in in this rugged ass Big Ten at 19 years old, um, then then yeah, you you have to think about it, right? Let so, me ask you this: Who's the best team in the Big Ten right now? And this uh, is on the February 25th. Happy birthday, per, Dad! Purdue, Purdue is, yeah, they, Purdue is good. good. Yeah, good. yeah, yeah. I tell you what, and this is weird to say, and I and I, I don't know if winning the Big Ten tournament will help that team win the NCAA tournament. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I'm always in that camp. <laughs> yeah, like get knocked out in the final so four long. of your conference. So yeah. long, right? Yes. <laughs> like, well, to get through that get through that tournament, man, it's like a week and a half. Dre, I, I remember watching Ohio State play on the night before Thanksgiving. Okay? Jeez. Like, think about how long that, – that was before Ohio State lost to Michigan in football. Now the NFL right. Combine's in three days. Right. In the Big Ten tournaments the week after the NFL Combine in Indy. It's amazing. It's amazing. All right, before we get to to the Combine, and while we're talking basketball and college basketball, um, and we got to go – there's a couple things about the All-Star game we'll go back to because the story that we knew that was coming is is here. Uh, And the Cavaliers made a very slick move, I thought. Uh, Quietly, no one really paid attention to what they did. Uh, The day after, well well done by the PR scheme over there. Um, But let's stay in the Big Ten real quick. Jawan Howard, what happened Sunday with Greg? What's his name? Because he's a dick, too. Uh, Greg, uh, the Wisconsin coach. Greg Guard. Guard, yeah. Um, Let me just say it this way. This is my opinion. Both of them are wrong. Both of them let their ego get in the way. Both of them allowed the situation to get bigger than what it is because it's really about the kids and showing the kids um, how to deal with situations. There's no way in the world you should still be full court pressing that late in the game down that much. There's no way in the world you should be using two timeouts under 10 seconds in that situation. And if you're at Wisconsin and you're a top 10 team, you're telling me you can't break a press. You like you don't have a guy that you can throw it in to break a press. If so, yeah, you shouldn't be playing at Wisconsin. That's nor here nor there. Jawan, why are you full court pressing? You're pissed. You're getting beat. I get it, but don't do that. Now, here's the problem I have. Don't put your fucking hands on me. If you don't know me, don't touch. Like, I'm not what Jawan did. I'm not saying his condoning is, is correct, but Greg, don't put your hands on people because you're going to get your ass kicked nine times out of 10. Now, saying all of those things, I was born in the 70s. Don't suspend anybody. Take some money out of both. But if, if Jawan is suspended, the other guy should be suspended in my, in my estimation of things. But I will also say this I grew up watching uh, John Chaney go after John Calipari. Yes. I watched Bobby Knight throw throw chairs. I've watched my man um, in West Virginia, Bobby Hug, go nuts at people. I got to tell you, man, um, we're so soft as a society. I'm hearing people say lose his job, this and that. Did you guys watch college basketball and the Big East basketball in the 80s and 90s? Why have we become so – it happens. Guys disagree. It happens all the time. But now because it's on Twitter and we see it 15 different ways and everybody's got to try to keep their TV and radio show Monday morning at 8 o'clock because they really wouldn't make money doing anything else. Like this, Suddenly we have to make these broad statements. Men got, didn't get along. Men have been fighting and, and throwing little pussy jabs at each other for over 200 years. 
Stop being so soft. It happens. It won't hurt the kids. The kids and players will get it. They've had those types of fights with each other on buses, on planes, and at practices for years, and it didn't hurt anybody. I mean, Juwan had to be suspended. No doubt. But the, so, so the other guy, why is it, another coach should be able to put his hands and stop somebody from walking as they're trying to no, walk by him? No, it, it was bad all the way around, but Jawan took it they to the – They both should – you can t- they both should be suspended. You don't put your hands on someone and try to make them and tell them what you were doing. You can't tell me that you can't – I can't condone that. I can't condone it. No, I, I don't think Greg Gard should have done what he did either. But, so he should be suspended. Because if Greg Gard doesn't do that, we're, it's not even a conversation. If Greg Gard just walks by and says, fuck you, Jawan," it doesn't happen. The look in Jawan's eyes told me he was looking for some trouble either way. No, no, no. But see, you, but see, you can't go off of that. That's an opinion. See, that's where we get in trouble, the look in his eyes. So what? There's coaches that are pissed off at the end of games all the time. He's walking right by him. And if you listen to the tape that they have that, that's close up, he's saying, don't touch me. Get away from me. Don't touch me. As Greg puts his arm up and stops him. You can't touch people. You cannot do that. Both of them. Okay, so here's what I think in the aftermath. And again, this part of this, part of what you said is right. It just, these incidents live longer than they need to because everybody's got show hours to fill, right? Right. Um, I, I would hate, I hate even the discussion, I should say, of the handshake line going away. You know why? Because we already have a low bar, such a low bar for so many things. <laughs> that if you can't act like an adult and go through that line at the end of the game, then you don't belong anyway. If you can't go through that line without throwing punches or slaps or whatever that was, you don't belong anyway. So that, that's my take. We, 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 the bar is so low. Just don't get in a uh, try to incite a brawl after. Can I respect you without shaking your hand after a guy? What's that? Can I respect you? Sure. And you can respect me without sure. shaking each other's hand after a game. Um. Sure. But okay. Why, I mean, why, I don't have a problem. Why, I don't have why a... wouldn't like? But what is it accomplishing? If we can't act like adults, what are? Why are we forcing something like that to happen? There's a like. Uh, you're right. The bar is low. But what is that accomplishing? Like that's we have to stop putting up false like things to make us feel better about ourselves. Shaking hands after a game doesn't mean we're better people or respect each other. Like there is a way to but respect But it's supposed each other. to be a sign that you do respect each I, other. And they didn't. You had a coach that put his hands and stopped someone from walking by him. So it's like you want, okay, like we can feel better about ourselves saying, okay, we should shake hands after games. And on one hand, I agree with you. We should. I, I mean, it's a fucking game. <laughs> like, right. like, and I, and I, but you know what? At the same time, I get frustration. If, if you're competing, I totally get frustration. I totally get it. And as I said, if you go through the coaching situation and some of the shit he said post game about Juwan, like Juwan's been in the game forever. Don't try to talk down on him and say he doesn't know the game. Both of you guys are being assholes. So, I mean, and, and, but I see, and, and this is my thing I go back to. Did Bobby Knight shake everybody's hand after every game? No, he didn't. I, I, don't, I don't know that. But I would, I, I would say no, I mean, that Juan Howard is the $4 million dollars to be the coach at Michigan should be able to shake hands after the game and his young men that money, he's in charge of that he gets paid $4 money million dollars to coach should be able to money play a game and shake hands. I see assholes making $10 that can't do it at CYO. Okay, well, the, for, on that but, stage, but, the but bar what is should money, not what be what that is money, but, Okay, but what is money? What is money really 
characterize it in. We, I just feel like we got to stop doing things because of money. It's not about money at the end of the day. Juwan Howard don't need the fucking money. It's not about the money. Right, like the but other it's guy about his position. It's the about his makes, position. Right. And what did, did either one of them, because of that, do the right thing? Because of money? Did money make Greg Bart? Did it make him do the right thing? Did it make it? Did either one of them do the right thing because of money? No, but that that has nothing to do. But you brought it up. That's why I said it. I know. <laughs> but he doesn't play into this, so let's stop bring that up. Men are going to be that way when you compete. Women are going to be that way when they compete. I've seen women. I've seen soccer games where women want to fight after games where they don't get paid anything. Like I like I can take you to a, a soccer game tonight where I know where women like after the game will want to fight each other if somebody cut them off or did something wrong. It's who we are. Should they have reacted better? Sure, they should have. But at the same time, we can't sit here and like make them out to be the worst people in the world. Competitors fight sometimes. It's okay. It's embarrassing because it's on TV, but competitors fight. We see it all the time. And and if you haven't competed and wanted to fight afterwards, I, then we've played at different places and different sports. Well, I was mostly hungry after the games. But, yeah, no, I, I'm not running from that. I'm saying that these coaches and the players on the stage have a responsibility to be decent human beings. Yes, but in co- but that's you know what, though? You're right. And that's where you learn that in college. And it's okay to have a learning moment in college, whether it be the coaches or the players. That's all I'm getting at. Like, it's okay. You, you find both of them and you move on and it's over. But for us to react in this way of just like, oh, my God, he's got to be fired. Well, what are, you, what are you teaching? And I'm not saying this to you, but I'm saying to those that, that yelled out and screamed that. What are you teaching the college students and the college kids that just saw that happen? Because, you know, what we can tell kids, and I can say this as a parent, as, and like you, we can preach that you shouldn't do this and you shouldn't do that and you should react a certain way, but that's not reality. Reality is we all have emotions. Reality is we all respond sometimes, and we don't always respond the right way. Right, and this and because is far when from Juwan's first post-game or during-game incident. Okay, and I, and I will go through the list and litany of coaches that I watched growing up and you watched growing up that did the same shit. No, that's and did right. that make Bob, did that make Bobby Huggins any worse of, so of it, a coach? I've heard no. Bobby Huggins motherfuck his own players, get motherfucked by his players, motherfuck the, the guy that's doing the scoreboard, motherfuck the other team, and motherfuck the, the, every umpire and referee that's anywhere near his, right. his desk. And, and he's all entitled to do that. But uh, has he ever thrown a punch at an assistant coach right after the game? Probably come close. Well, and that wasn't a, and that wasn't a punch. Don't call. He it was either able to walk away or someone on his staff was able to get him away. That, that wasn't a punch. And, and, and yes, and Bobby Huggins has. I, I, I mean, I'm, like I'm not going to sit here and do this. At 11, 10 years old, I've watched him do stuff inside of his own locker rooms that would get him arrested in 2020, 2022. <laughs> it happens. You know what happens. Like, but usually we don't see it. Juwan was wrong. He was yes. wrong. Juwan I mean, wrong. and no one's disagreeing with that. But at the end of the day, like I've seen a ton of them be wrong, and we'll see more that are wrong and say things and do things. John Thompson and John Carson, like St. John's and Georgetown coaches, used to almost kill each other after games. Correct. And we just laughed and said, "Boys will be boys." We don't do that anymore. Why not? Well, I mean, I think a good old-fashioned screaming match. And I, I mean, <laughs> I, I think 
these guys that have this responsibility have a responsibility to be an adult. That That's my whole point. No doubt. But that doesn't mean they're not here. And that doesn't mean that the game's not intense or that you don't – I just think in general, right, there's things you say and do in your own locker room and with your own team that you don't do there. And there's things, boy, I want to kill that guy that you don't actually go after whoever I would wants. prefer – yes, you would prefer your coach to do that. Sure. But I also know that I hired a human being. <laughs> like that – like – I, I got to keep going back to that. They're human. And the best thing Jawan Howard can do now is go back into his, in his locker room. And it has happened. His teams went out and won two games since because they got a great assistant coach. I made, a, I made a mistake. Can't let your emotions get the best of you. I'm a competitor. I can, I've, competed my, I've been competitive my whole life. This competition and having this fire is what got me here. I have to find a better way to fuel it and look at it and not let it it's not about embarrassment it's not about how much money i make i have to find a better way to deal with it late in games and in situations like that just like the other kids on his team that is a bigger lesson for an 18 year old than a 22 year old than to yell and scream and say i'm fucking the best and i got to figure it out and you don't like kids learn from that that is a better learning stage in my opinion when when a leader can say i fucked up my bad. I was wrong. Sure. I'm going to take my Juan didn't say any of that. He did, he did in his second apology. He yeah. did say that. Yes. <laughs> when someone else wrote it for him, yes. When he, when he got to the podium after the game. He was still pissed off. Go, all right, did, did you listen to Wisconsin? No, what you just said there game? made my point. Drake. No, no, no. But wait, 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 wait. Did you listen to Wisconsin coach after the game? The Wisconsin no. coach was worse. And their AD was worse than Juwan. Well, their their pro, their point. I'm guessing I didn't see any of that. Their point was probably okay. Well, if you didn't see it, you can't say anything. Okay, because they sat there and they tried to browbeat him. They both were wrong. You cannot put your hands on somebody. If he doesn't put his hands on Jawan, does it? Does the, the next part happen? It doesn't. Jawan is walking past him. He puts his hand into his chest and stops him from walking. If you stop me from walking when I'm start, when I'm pissed off, there's a good chance I'm gonna throw a punch too. Not saying it's right. Not saying it's right, but it's a good chance I would. What I would say to both of them is be adults, get through the line, and, and hash it out later. I'm not Absolutely. saying was right. Absolutely. He wasn't. You're, that, what you just said is where I wanted to end it. Both of them should have done better. And if the Wisconsin coach didn't go back and tell his kids, you know what, as much as I thought I was right, he let his ego get in the way too. Like, you didn't have to do You won the game. So what if there's a 10-second runoff? Like, if anything, you laugh at Jawan in that situation. And you go, like, you say, look at it. We're kicking their ass by 15, and he's still trying to press us. Go ahead. You can have the ball, Jawan. That make you feel better? Like, that, to me, would have made more of a statement rather than him stopping him, trying to school him on why he called the timeout. Yeah, no, that's that, – I mean, Coach K's done that shit for years, and that's awful, right? Right, right. It's, but th- this is my point. You put your head down, you go through the line. <laughs> right, well, like neither and neither one, and, and 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 he didn't do that. Yeah. It, it could have been hashed out in the background with nobody seeing it. That, and that's what pisses me off. That's what bothers me more. As leaders, just go back in the back and fight it out. It doesn't have to be in front of students and everybody else, or call each other. It goes back to our thing last week about tweeting at people. Yes, I'm pretty sure they could pick up a phone and call each other and motherfuck each other. There's the no dice. And that's what bothers. I, I've never been to the Cole Center at Wisconsin, but I've been to most of these places. There is a room where they could get together and hash it out. And if Jawan oh, can't they, go in that they, room without strangling somebody, then they could talk on the phone. Right, <laughs> right. And but I still go back to as much as everybody wants to kill Jawan, don't put your fucking hands on it. And I don't think we have this problem. 
because he didn't he did not physically go and do anything until the guy tried to stop him and talk to him and put his hands on him. You don't touch people. That's enough. That's just a rule. Maybe you guys grew up different, but you don't touch people, especially someone that you know is pissed off. Because if I touch somebody that I know is pissed off at me, I'm putting my hands up because I'm pretty sure no, a fight start. That's right. I, I'm. I'm not. A, I don't want anybody to touch me ever. Right. Right. <laughs> so imagine touching you. You're pissed off and hungry, and yeah, you just well, got your ass kicked, and you yeah. just got your ass kicked. <laughs> Like, let's throw that on there, too. Wisconsin kicked their ass. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, Michigan's arguably the most disappointing team in the country. Yes. Which is more reason to act like an adult. No, nah, see, see, no, it's not. You got a brother that's a coach. If anything, when you're losing and you're being a disappointment, it makes you more of a red ass. <laughs> Come on. But more reason publicly to take your L and move on. That's it's easy think. to say when you have mustard on your shirt, you write about the game and don't play it. Like that's not how emotionally how you how you feel. Right, do you but, think emotionally? Right, the, the, do you it, think emotionally you feel like, man, I'm making a lot of money. I should really be quiet. I, I'm not arguing that. But since that happened five days ago, there have been 576 college basketball games. Right, all Pretty of them involved too. emotion and anger and teams staring disappointment in the face and coaches thinking the other coaches are dickheaded. In most cases, they're right. There's only been one that ended like that. Okay. So, all right, let's make him the worst person in the world. No, I'm just <laughs> saying. It doesn't okay, no. When you're in that position, whether you make $4 million or $40, you have a responsibility to be in Tell the other guy to keep his fucking hands off me. It's period. It's fair, too. Period. It's fair, too. Period. If you want to keep talking about $4 million, you tell the other guy to keep his fucking hands off me. Yeah, and he could have said that to guard without taking a swipe at guard's assistant. He, he did say that, and then the assistant coach started talking. He said that. If there's video of him up close saying, keep your fucking hands off of me. I don't want to talk. Don't fucking touch me. Then the assistant coach comes in running his mouth, and that's when all shit went to hell. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I didn't see it. I had no idea what was going on. Uh, I know you did. Blow- I, I flipped I asked, through the game one time and it was a blowout. Well, so. I end up finding I end up finding the actual tape of a local news station that had it, and you can hear the conversation. And you can hear when Jawan takes his mask off. Jawan was saying, "Don't touch me. I don't want to talk about it. Get away from me." And that's when he continues to keep going at him, putting his hand on him, trying to tell him what he was doing. They get separated, and then the assistant coach from Wisconsin keeps fucking running his mouth, and then that's when it got ugly. All right, so. Um, this marks a shift in the sports calendar. Um, I am two days from going to the NFL Combine. Uh, we are entering the few weeks to a month where everybody pays attention to college basketball other than something like that happening um, as March is around the corner. Uh, we already discussed where baseball is and isn't. but So the, the Combine kicks off um, really next Tuesday. There, there's so People start trickling in before that. Um, I think it's on TV starting next Thursday. They've moved the like workouts night to thing, night. So, so they'll be on live on national TV if you're that kind of sicko and want to watch. Um, most college conference tournaments are two weeks away from getting started. And that, to me, is really the best week. I, I mean, th- those first couple days yeah. of the tournament are magical. But no, like, no. just in terms of volume, you, oh, this, you go yeah. Wednesday to Saturday that week, and it's just on all day, every day. It's beautiful, and this week has been great. And yes. this, you know what? And unfortunately, and we just and we just made the mistake that most of America made. There's been some great basketball games since Sunday that we didn't even have to talk. Like 
there was a triple overtime game with Providence two nights ago that was just fantastic where the, there's water raining in in the Duncan Center, <laughs> which was crazy with X and Providence. Last night, USC had an unbelievable game with Oregon State that went double overtime, and I stayed up and watched um, UCLA and Oregon. Oregon had beat the crap out of UCLA, beat them twice. UCLA got up to top. Arizona's really good. I think they've got a big game this weekend. I know I'm talking about all the West Coast teams. Chet Holmgren has, has just been phenomenal. Again, I watched him against San Francisco last night. Uh, we talked about Ohio State. What do you do with him if you're an NBA team? I mean, ah, he's, uh, I, he's, no. a, he's a unicorn, right? Yeah. Is Okay, is he Evan Mobley? I'm asking you. I'm asking. Yeah, I mean, I, he, he might be. Um, but he's certainly – I mean, Mobley, who's only a year older and is not right. done growing, no. <laughs> no. Is, is pretty skinny dude, right? But yeah. he's way more sturdy than Chet Holmgren, right? He's sturdy, yeah. He's sturdier than Chet Holmgren, and I, and I and the thing we keep saying about Mobley is wait till they he can put on fifteen pounds. With Holmgren, is there a twenty? Like I just pray that he doesn't become uh, Pristingus, and I don't think he will. I don't think he will, but I worry about that body. Is what I was so saying. I knew um, that game was on last night, right? And San Francisco is one of the better teams in their league. Yes. The line was only ten, so it indicated it wasn't going to be a thirty-point game like it normally is, right? But anyway, um, <laughs> I I knew it was on, but one of the early game, one of the oh oh the Cavs were at the same yeah. time in the right, Cavs right. played a wild fourth quarter, so I was mostly watching that. Ohio State was starting. Anyway, I flipped, and I was like, oh, yeah, I want to get to this game when all this other stuff is on. And the first thing, say I flipped over for seven seconds. They showed Chet Holmgren for three seconds, and then they panned to Adam Morrison, who is oh. who does the radio for Gonzaga. Right. And he's, he's, wearing, a, he's wearing a baseball hat <laughs> during the game. He was high as a kite. I just <laughs> might stop to check you out. <laughs> and I mean, he still had that little mustache, right? Um, it's just a reminder of the images that March leaves you, even if you don't watch college basketball all the time. Right, right. right? And how fast it goes and how you can make yourself a career in that time, and then it, it can be over. I mean, listen, the guy was a phenomenal, phenomenal college player. Oh, my God. And he obviously wasn't cut for the NBA, even though he was like the third pick in the draft. And that happens, right? Yeah. Um, it's Damn, you're months. putting that on Chet. You're putting that on Chet, and you're right. No, though. I'm not. I'm not there, Chet. I'm just trying to say. I'm glad you brought up Mobley because I, I I'm struggling. Okay, to come I up got with any another comparison one. for Chet. I got another one, and this one isn't going to be as uh, positive, but but it may fit, and I'll stick with the Cavaliers. He very well could be Lowry marketing. Now Lowry is thicker. But Lowry, here's the thing about Lowry, and I want to and hear me out on this. Lowry is so skilled for a seven footer, but not strong enough to play center, not fast enough to play the three, not quick enough, not big enough to play the four. You get what I'm getting? Like he really doesn't have a position, and he's kind of a tweener. It's weird to be a seven foot tweener because you, you and, and 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 let me say this in this day and age's game though, uh, this works out for Homer much better. In this day and age's game, when you go to the right team, like the Cavs are using Lowry Markin perfectly, right? Because they have Mobley and Allen behind him, so they can put him on threes um, when the three isn't just a super duper athlete. But he can use his length, and if you get if the guy gets by him, then they know they got a two seven footers behind him to help. But on a normal team, Lowry would probably have to play the four 
you, you know where I'm going with this. So if Holmgren is on a team with another seven footer, he should be all right, right? Yeah, um, you know, I think another comparison you could make is Kevin Durant, and that's not fair. But like, Ooh, yeah, when Kevin Durant was 19 in college and weighed what 15 more pounds than Chet Holmgren and was pulling up from. You know, 40 feet, it was like we've never seen anything like this before. Right, right. right? The reason I didn't go to Durant, because Durant to me is just, and I know, and you're right, but Durant to me is a one percenter. Like, I've never, I've just yeah. never seen someone well, with the touch. Yeah, I've watched, and I only watched maybe 15 minutes of last night's game, but I, right. I, I knew about Holmgren, and I've watched probably three games, you know, three and a half, if you add up all the pieces. Like, he is most comfortable when he comes out and gets a ball, almost like a point. Yes, and you're right. Made, he is seven foot one, and I don't know what he weighs, but he is a toothpick. So, um, you know, unfortunately, he's almost certainly going to get drafted by an awful team, and he's yeah. going to be crowned right away. Hey, how right? about the kid? Is, I, and I, I don't, I didn't know anything about this kid on uh, OKC, and he can play, man. Oh, the, the toothpick guy they got? Yeah, and I'm not yeah. comparing it. I hate just throwing every white guy out there that we know all at once. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's not the point of this. Come to the podcast. We'll talk about seven foot two, 135-pound white guys. <laughs> but that dude for OKC is nice, too, man. He, he almost had a triple-double again last night. Yeah. I, where are these kids coming from? Like, where are these guys coming from? I love it because... Before Zadrunas Ogalskis, I never saw a seven-footer that was allowed to dribble the ball. Like well, a dribble I, ball. I don't want to speak out of school here on Chet Holmgren, but I'm going to tell you a couple things I know, or, or yeah. at least how I know it, because it's been years since I've covered basketball recruiting, right? right? So he's from Minnesota, and he was, you know, atop these lists of in the class. You know, one year, I think – well, now they now they go back to seventh grade, but generally it would start like when these right. sophomores, right? Um and I, Chet Holmgren, I thought no way was he a white guy. And then I started doing the digging. <laughs> and then apparently he was so good that he was just from some small town in Minnesota that his senior year of high school, they basically just formed their own high school team. Like really? he just said, I'm going to play on this team. And like guys, there wasn't a school involved. They just kind of came and played. And he wow. committed to Gonzaga early. I, whatever the connection was, I don't know. But, you know, obviously they've been a factory of putting guys in and out. And he's been on their radar for two years. And now – you know, he's got, what, eight or ten college games left. Um, he's – he's you, you got to – like, if you're listening to this and you haven't seen him, just go to YouTube. And it doesn't matter if you bring up his high school highlights or from a game this year. Like, we're sitting here saying you can't compare him because I. it's just – Yeah, you're right. There's not crazy. Like, when you, you, you squint your eyes at the TV, like, am I seeing this right? Right? It's un- it truly is unbelievable. I didn't, he – I can't wait to see what happens to him. And I think we've given a far range. I mean, think of the players we've compared him to. And and we're just throwing it out there right now because there's really – I don't know if there is a comparison, and I mean that in a good way. Um, I mean, we've said, what, Mobley, Markinen, Durant. (laughs) And the way they let him play, I think that's the beauty of it. The way that – you know what? He's got a little Tony Kukoc into him a little bit. Now, I know I'm going back on people for that and i know that many won't remember but he was one of the first european guys that was you know 6 11 6 10 can handle the ball him and scotty pippen had a lot of the same characteristics um and the other guy i'm talking about is josh giddy who is from australia but he attended the nba global academy last year whatever that is yeah but giddy's only like 6 8 6 9 yeah he's 6 8 6 9 yeah he's not i'm talking about that seven footer that they have yeah yeah but Giddy can play. Like, don't get caught up. Oh, no, the- I know he's – I mean, I don't watch the OKC Thunder, but the guy has multiple triple doubles as a 20-year-old. Yeah. 
Don't get caught up looking at the silly bad haircut. Looks like he's in a, a boy band. Dude can, dude can play. Uh, <laughs> he, he, I mean, I think that was the greatest thing the NBA has going, though, for it. Like, look at the conversation we just had for as much. And just like our conversation about Jawan Howard and the, and the silly coach from Wisconsin, you know, the NBA talk is so much full of, you know, what happened with Kevin Durant, what's going on with Kyrie, where, you know, when's LeBron coming back to Cleveland, when's Bronny going to get drafted, how nice of the Cavaliers to sneak in one of LeBron's best friends to be the assistant GM three days after that happens. Kudos <laughs> to the Cavaliers. I mean, was that done perfectly or what? But look at all the conversation about the NBA. But I got to tell you, as much as I can sit here, Zach, and we could be the, the you know, oh, my God, I hate where the league is going. I don't hate where the league is going. There's some great players that are coming, but so many of us and so many of the national media still caught up on what that I don't want to say the has been because these still are the main guys. These are, you know, but I mean, what, what Chicago has going on with De- DeRozan is on freaking fire right now. No, the playoffs are shaping up to be fun. Um, yes. I have one, one Cavs thought, and I just realized what time it is. I, I got to get out of here. Um, enjoy this right now guys because this is the only pressure-free expectation-free season yep. right and whether injuries mount and they flame out or they make a run I don't know and I and I hope they're they're fun but when I see things like we don't want to break up this team or and this this isn't necessarily LeBron like this is not how it works guys this is the NBA every player is an asset right no one stays in one place for too long and even your rookies as we know here very well, the time goes very fast when you hit one in the draft. So yeah. everything changes for the Cavs the day their season ends, whether that's in late April, early May, early June, right? Um, they've obviously done a nice job of putting this group together. It's a group that most nights is clearly having fun and connected, and it's brought Kevin Love back to life. And, sh- you know, you have a young star and Mobley playing next to two all-stars and all that stuff. But, like, guys, the stakes are only going to get higher, and they're going to have to make moves, and they're going to have to try to win a championship. So don't run from it. Don't run from it. We're in a weird phase with them right now. I could already see it, like, the expectation by the fans. And you could just see it last night a little bit. Um, They still are going to lose games. They still haven't figured everything out. And and saying they're in such a great place, And, and as Zach said, expectations will turn so much more once this season ends. Uh, but the expectation level from, you know, I had some guy tweet me, that's the worst loss of the season, like, like right after the game last night. And I was like, please don't be a prisoner of the moment. Because uh, they lost games when you didn't give a crap about the Cavs and you didn't think they were going to do crap this year. <laughs> like back in September, I could go back and show you a couple when I was out of few. They've lost, they've lost, it's basketball. But the one thing that does show up when they don't have one of their, their best player in Darius Garland, when they, and, and I'll give AC credit because he said something last night on air that usually, you know, the home team or the, you know, the team's guy, you know, color guy doesn't say when they didn't have anybody that could penetrate. And this is when they still miss Ricky Rubio. Yeah. When they had nobody that could penetrate last night against Detroit, Detroit's defense sagged back and it was hard to score when they needed to score. Exactly. And, and another thing that tells me they're not quite there yet, Kevin Love is the leading three-point shooter on the team. And Kevin well, Love is – the resuscitation, the revitalization, whatever the word I'm looking for is great. Right? Well, I know what you're saying, but that mm, – It just tells me they're not a finished product. No, they're not a finished product, so I can't debate you on that. Right. They're not I close. just I, that That is a sign to me. that That's just a 
That doesn't bother me. It's a red but flag I get, to me. I get what you, that doesn't bother me nearly as much knowing marketing has been hurt, knowing how many games Darlin has missed. Sure, no, you, but all, you gotta but look also at knowing, But also knowing Kevin probably has 15 shots inside the three-point line this year's season as well. Yeah, <laughs> but I like, That's like last night, Okoro shoots that three. It finally goes in, like. Did anybody think it was going in, him included? Well, think about the Yeah, from the corner, yes. Because if you look at his cor- if his percentages from the corners, he's actually become a really good corner three-point shooter, especially since the month of, of November. What I would say is, and I'll go a step bigger on that than you, look at the five guys that were on the court when they needed that three-point shot, Zach. And, no, Kevin Love, it, and Kevin Love was not out there. No, it clearly so, wasn't their team. So that, I, plays I into, that. that plays into what you're saying more so. Yeah. He's their leading three-point shooter, but when they, they're late in the game, and I didn't think – and I'm a JB fan, and I think he's really good. I didn't like that they didn't mix and match last night late in the game. Yeah, I, I guess that, that would be my point is whether you're on Team LeBron or Team Never, Never Again LeBron, right, whether you're on Team whoever it is, like this Cavs team a year from now is probably not going to look the same. No, no. And if it does, that means they're not going to be in the mix in the East. Let's just be honest. That means Brandon Williams will be the general manager. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, LeBron is is so savvy, right? I mean, he just I mean, takes the week and he just turns it into everybody talk about me and my son and I, well, what I used to do. And what okay, let do. me ask you this. Let me ask you. And I'm asking. I'm not, I'm not disagreeing. I mean, I have a text that I will send you because <laughs> I can't say it out loud. I sent a text to some people we know weeks before, and I was only off a little bit on who would get LeBron to say something about coming home. I got to find this text because you're going to die. Because trust me, the people that I know that, that I sent it to were like, damn, you were, all, you were so close. You almost had the right neighborhood and everything. I mean, <laughs> what did you think he was going to say when that question was posed to him? And what did we say when we ended our last, our last no. uh, podcast? No, no, it's it's no surprise to us, right? Um, right. It's it's just funny how it it just it it turns into that, right? Like, right. you know, people who I I don't know watched three Cavs games in the last three years sending texts. Hey, is LeBron's son any good? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing that I will say, and somebody else said this to me, and I don't know. So you like, I don't know if any of us know how good he is. But think about what his dad just did to it. <laughs> like, you know, like, like, is he is he good enough to be drafted in two years? Uh, who knows, right? And who's going to say no? <laughs> say sure, no, no right. Think the about first it. question is moot. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, think about that. Yeah. He just got his son drafted the first round, whether he's good enough or not. Yeah, and and like you said, the NBA has flaws. There's there's things. Whatever, but when this season – I mean, we're looking at a really good playoffs, right? And the moment that it ends, LeBron potentially being on the trade block means it's going to own the discussion. It's going to own the spotlight. Thank you. Right? All right, let's take this back on the other side quickly. I know you got to roll. And I find this kind of funny because when this was happening here in Cleveland, it was, oh, get LeBron out of Cleveland. They don't deserve him. They don't know how to take care of him. Blah, 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 blah. I mean, James Harden is proven. If NBA player, if NBA superstar ain't happy, you ain't got no chance, <laughs> right? 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 Like that. I mean, that's just how it is now. And, and whether it's Odell Beckham Jr., whether it's James Harden, whether it's LeBron James, we had this discussion last week. It is what it is. If a superstar athlete is not happy any longer on your roster, you got you got to keep it moving. That's how it works. So, in saying that, 
the L.A. Lakers, one of the premier organizations in all of sports, the Yankees of the NBA. How are they going to fix this? Because their roster is dog crap. How are they going to fix this? This is mud on their face. Their only way, uh, I mean, as someone who knows the roster but doesn't watch the Lakers regularly, the only way seems to be to trade LeBron. You can't trade LeBron Ramon James. <laughs> How are you going to do that? How are you going to do that? <laughs> I think you're going to. Really? Going to, yeah. Who can take his money on? Well, I, th- this, I don't know. I don't have this stuff in front of me. Yeah, I hear you. But I think his, I think his words and actions of the last couple of weeks tell you that he's, it's going to happen. Well, I'll take it a step further. And why I disagree. You can't just trade him because no team's going to trade for him if they don't. He don't want to be there. No, you, see, you know right. what I'm saying. Well, he's but he's he's manipulated everything. I mean, he's he's, but he's never the Lakers he's, into this hole. But he's never made himself get traded. Think about it. No, he's but he's only out. got so many years left to do it. So, dude, he's playing that contract out. His ass ain't getting traded. <laughs> right. It ain't happening. And I'm getting traded right to the Cavs wouldn't work because the Cavs would lose the whole reason why he'd be here. Like you can't trade him. I, I don't think he's. He, I don't think he's tradable. I think it's just going to be an ugly, ugly. Anthony Davis, who can't stay healthy, is not tradable. Russell Westbrook, they're stuck like Chuck. That's my whole point about yeah, class. right. They're so stuck. <laughs> no, it's it's with bad. With no draft right. pick, with no draft pick, by the way. Yeah, like they well, that's why you're like, going to have to trade LeBron. You're going to have to get some some young guys like, and some flexibility. You name me. You name me a GM or a team. That's going to trade for a guy that they know is out after one more year. It's not well, happening. Name bro. me the one place where he wouldn't be out after one more year. Well, I like I said, I don't think Brandon Williams. I love you, and Mr. Gansey, Mike. I like you too. They're not going to do it. Why would they do it when they know he can, they can get him when he comes home after his contract runs out and next after next season? All right. So about ten minutes ago, I looked at the clock. Right, I'm, I'm yeah. going somewhere with my mom. So we're talking here, and I'm just glancing at my phone and. All of a sudden, I have like three unread texts to like 24. So I take right. a glance, just make sure nothing's happening. Well, it's one group message that just decided to go off. And I don't know the context, and these guys are idiots to start oh, with. Right. So I click it open to, to get it, and I scroll to this one spot. And one person has sent one, two, three, four, eight, eight, nine paragraphs in one text, which is never yeah. good, right? Yeah. But here's the exact part that I open it to. I can't make this up. It says, I've been wrong twice in my life. My ex-wife and Baker Mayfield. <laughs> you just broke a rule. <laughs> so now, now not only do I got to go, because <laughs> I, I got to go meet my mom, but I got to go because I got to get to the context of this conversation. Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't even All want right. to know. The, so um, I'm going to the combine. Did you see the text um, I sent to you? Did you what's see that? I just make sure, did you see the text I sent to I you? I did. I did. <laughs> um, I'm going to the combine where it'll be a goofy week. Um there is a setup, and hopefully I will be able to jump on the podcast and we'll have time. I don't think Dre's going to be re- reporting to spring training next week, so we'll see. So um, thank Damn, you guys man. for listening. As always, thank you, American Fireworks. Thank you, Blue Wire. And uh, we will talk to you next time. Let me ask you this one question as we leave. Mm-hmm. Um, has the combine become outdated, and can it be done better? Yes, no. And we'll talk about no, it next th- week. It still has value for most guys to be there. And even the parts that have become outdated and guys that don't necessarily need to participate in, there's such value for the teams to see everybody in one place.
I don't disagree. I just wanted to get you that answer because I know there's been I – t- I texted you that earlier, and I wanted to talk more about it. But well, you know, when the agents were trying to make their case for the – and they won. They won that yeah, battle. They of did. course, they, the behind the message was it's become outdated anyway. But the truth is the agents that pay for these guys to be bigger, stronger, faster, and recorded numbers and do these drills, whether or not they have anything to do with football, when teams get this data next week, then it becomes valuable to them. Right? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I think I do. Dis- I do agree with one part. Um, for as much as they're about taking care of players and putting players and get- and getting them in the best setup for a workout, the combine is not the best place for them to work out. No. All the all the all, all the other things you've said, I 100 percent agree. Yeah, the workout no, no. part. Yeah, and that fall, but that falls on each individual guy. And listen, teams don't really hold it again. If you don't work out, they want to know why. But right. if you have a viable excuse, that they're they're not going to hold it against you. It doesn't hold it. You're right. Good point. As no. much as as much as people will make a big deal about who doesn't run or this next week, Zach just hit it dead on. If yeah. you go run at your college in a week or two after or three weeks after, and everything comes back medically okay, they will still draft you. Yeah. You're if right. you're an underclassman in this draft and you didn't play at, you know, one of the eight or twelve flagship programs. This next week is probably the first time that a GM has laid eyes on you in person. Yeah. It's just how it is. And so I don't think it's, I didn't, I don't think it's, you know, I didn't, I guess the word I should have said is should it be tweaked is how I should ask. Yeah, no, it it always can be. And I think there's going to be a push to take it away from Indy and move it to LA and and whatever. We'll see how that goes, but it's, it still has value. And not just in, in staying in the news, but they do that. I mean, I got an email. I was sorting through my emails this morning, and it was like NFL Network is covering it like it's freaking, you know. Like there's like 11 straight hours. Of co- it's like, guys, it's the combine. <laughs> like, you know what? We'll watch. I can go all the way back to when I was covering, like, 04. And I remember my roommate, like, texting me, like, hey, man, where are you at? This guy? Like, I mean, think about it. They've been putting it on NFL Network since, like, 04. Yeah, since it, the it, network started, sure. Right. So, sure. it's you know, it's become – it's part of why the network started. It is a big deal. They've made it into a big deal. Just like, you know, half the stuff we watch on sports nowadays, it's only, we only watch it or think it's a big deal because we've been told that it is. And yeah. the combine is now. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time on A to Z. Hey, American fireworks. I'm serious. We need to show these people in Medina on 18 who we roll with. I'm American fireworks through and through. Bang, bang. Go get some. We love y'all. <laughs> Don't touch me if you against me.